stumble out of bed and I stumble to the kitchen Pour myself a cup of ambition and yawn and stretch and try to come to life Jump in the shower and the blood starts pumping Out on the streets the traffic starts stopping And folks like me on the job from nine to five Hello and welcome to the 9 to 5 Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Jared McKay, and I'm joined today by the normal panel, Ellie Good, Ty Comer, and Robbie Comer. We have a lot to get into on this week's show, including the Warriors repeating as NBA champs, LeBron's next home, and a pair of local state championships on the diamond. But we begin today with the Washington Capitals in the 25-year D.C. sports championship drought by defeating the Las Vegas Golden Knights in five games to capture their first Stanley Cup championship. Ty, we'll start with you. What does this mean for the city and for the Caps, um, it's huge for the city. Uh, I think it gets a lot of people out of the thought that there might be a Washington sports curse, which, for the longest time, I believed was there. And uh, I, I think this championship by the Caps has kind of gotten the city um, and the the supporters of those those city teams thinking, you know, maybe this is the year that uh, that all sports curses can be broken. Uh, the Nationals uh, have always looked cursed. Um, they're right now in first place after today. They lost today, but so did the Braves, so they didn't lose any ground. Um, but uh, So the, we're looking for big things from the Nationals. Um, for Ovechkin, it was huge. Um, he's always been considered as one of the greatest goal scorers of all time, one of the greatest hockey players of all time. But he always had that asterisk next to his name saying, well, he never won a Stanley Cup. And now... That's over, and obviously it means a lot to Ovi because he has yet to let go of the cup. Mm. Uh, he has gone on quite the drinking bender. Yep, saw the video of that today at the Nats game. <laughs> it's uh, It got ugly at the Nats game yesterday. It. it got ugly. He <laughs> was doing it. keg stands in the cup. Yep. He was... Two uh, first pitches, by the way. What was that? Uh, the I, guess if, one, I guess if you win the, the city's first championship and... That amount of time and first in hockey, you can pretty much yeah. do what you want. Yeah, Max. Two first pitches. Max Scherzer was catching the first pitch, and he said that he tried with everything in his power to catch that first pitch, but he just he couldn't get there. And so a, he threw it, it back to him. High. Threw it back to him, and Ovi <clears throat> made the adjustment, made a better pitch, and threw it right in there. But uh, yeah, that that was funny to watch him throw two first pitches. And uh, I mean, there are pictures of him just holding the cup up in the middle of an inning, like I, you know. <laughs> just expecting him to be put on the the jumbotron, but they're not going to put you in the jumbotron when the ball's in play. Um, so it was it was funny to watch. He's been enjoying it. The entire Capitals. It meant the world to everybody. And um, I even heard Steve Levy and Barry Melrose talk about it, and they said that they've been doing those post uh, Stanley Cup interviews on the ice for a long time, and they said that for some reason this one felt different. He said, you know, it just felt like the monkey had been lifted off the back, and uh, and uh, I, I was so excited. That I didn't actually get to watch the game. I had to work that night, um, but got back to watch the celebration and uh, listen to some interviews. The, I don't know if you guys saw the interview with T.J. Oshie, but that was a tearjerker. Um, T.J. Oshie's dad <clears throat> has been diagnosed with Alzheimer's, mm. and uh, he says uh, there's a lot of things about Oshie's career that he doesn't quite remember, and he said, you know, with tears in his eyes, he was choked up saying it, he said, but I, you can bet your sweet ass, I'm sorry, you can bet your sweet ass that he'll remember this one, so that was uh, a really cool moment, too. Well, while you're talking about it, can we get sort of like an analytic uh, 
perspective for I know that you're again more of a, a detailed viewer uh, in that you probably know more of like the strategic point of view uh, from hockey instead of whereas we watch it I think more aesthetically to see uh, maybe just the speed of the game or the newer the new teams being the, the literal new team in, in uh, Vegas and then the Caps their first trip there in a while and of course their first championship now but uh, getting more detailed what what was it about this year uh, that the Caps were able to jump these hurdles. Like uh, the big one, of, of course, was beating Pittsburgh. Uh, and then one that was um, even bigger was, I guess, coming back from uh, the series where they lost. They were up three, two, then lost, lost three, three straight, and then came back and won and the last jumped, two and So they out. jumped those two big hurdles and then, of course, the third hurdle. So they wiped out, took a lot of monkeys off their back. What was it strategically about the team that you saw that was different this year from previous years. So it's kind of cliche to say that they wanted it more. I feel like you know, always people are always saying that. But if you actually watch the games, they didn't allow anything easily. Like uh, if a puck got thrown down to the other end into their mm-hmm. offensive zone, um, but it was obvious that the defender was going to get there first. We still forechecked hard and and put our pressure right on them. And a lot of times we got a couple turnovers. We got some huge goals out of that. Devontae Smith-Pelly scored the clincher uh, against Tampa. I think he's my favorite <clears throat> capital. He is one of he, – he was a revelation in this playoffs. He scored – all the goals he scored were in big-time moments. I, I don't know if I'm wrong, but I think I saw a stat that said he scored seven goals or something all season. Uh, I think he, he scored more than that. And then he scored like I know he scored like eight in the postseason alone. Yeah, yeah, something close. Right, right. But yeah, and I think every single one of those eight were like game tires, uh, game clinchers. Or, I think or he might have scored the night that we were there too to tie it back up. He did. He yeah. did. Devontae Smith Pelly scored there too. Yeah. So he he was unbelievable the entire postseason. And and I guess you can say that too is the the role players really. Um, backed up Ovechkin because Netsov looked just as good as Ovechkin, and I and I'm going to go on record as saying by the time that Evgeny Kuznetsov's career is over, that we're not going to see too much of a difference between him and Ovechkin. Kuzi's even a better passer, so he's he's almost like the poor man Sidney Crosby, I would say. Uh, when you talk, you mentioned role players, but what about the stars? So obviously, Ovi played well, had a good playoff. But Obi's, from what Obi's I saw, saw goaltending as well. We, uh, and of course, we're going to go to the uh, the save. Yeah, I can't remember which game that was in, but uh, that made all the highlight reels. Right. <coughs> I was in you game know, some of the ES two, two or three. It was game two, <laughs> Yeah, so we're, we were getting ready to go down two. Uh, well, it would have tied the game. Up. Yeah, yeah. And What's your thoughts on goaltending? Because didn't they? <laughs> Put the uh, the backup goalie in for the game we were so, at. Actually, so, yeah. So all year, uh, which was the first game, Holt, of the yeah. First series. Well, I'm saying all year, Holtby struggled. Holtby had one of his worst statistical years that he's ever had. Um, but it's always a well known fact with the Capitals that once it gets to playoff time, Ovi or not Ovi, uh, Holtby flips a switch, man, and he's just a different goaltender and he's hard to beat. And he showed it again this year. Um, he's the reason that we're even close in a lot of those years past. Is he, he stands on his head more often than not. He plays really good goaltending. Um, and this year, he didn't have a great year. So, Philip Grubauer, who is a very talented backup, uh, won a bunch of games leading up to the playoffs, and we decided to try to stick with the hot hand, and we went with Philip Grubauer for the first two games. 
and Grubauer lost game one and two. No, no fault to him, I would say. But then we switched up goaltenders and we got Holtby in there and mm-hmm. things just changed. And Holtby delivered shutout after shutout and win after win and uh, he was he was impressive the entire postseason. I was kind of surprised that Decon Smythe went to Ovechkin. Now he did lead the team in goal scored. He scored I think fourteen or maybe fifteen because I know he scored one in the clinching game five um, the entire postseason. And Kuznetsov <coughs> scored like twelve, <clears throat> so he was very valuable too. But Holtby was unbelievable. He delivered some sh- huge shutouts. Uh, a shutout against Tam- two shutouts against Tampa facing elimination. Um, after your team had just lost three straight, uh, you know it, his contributions were huge to this uh, uh, to this this championship. And I guess you talked about me saying something strategically: goaltending and defense. And I mean, they they we just played an all around game this year. We played great defense. We forechecked. We played great offense. Our power play has always been special under Barry Trotz and with Ovechkin, and it continued to do that as well. So um, we were out. <clears throat> we cleaned up some things. We struggled in the penalty kill against Tampa and got way better against Vegas. Vegas, uh, I mean, shoot, it never looked like they had a real true power play. Rob, what are your thoughts on the uh, Stanley Cup finals with the Caps? <clears throat> They they really just flat out dominated it. Other than the first game, it was close. The first game was close. Yeah, we had a chance at, at yeah. the end of the first game yeah, to was, to knock one in. Had Vegas a wide was a nice night. story, but they really didn't put up much of a fight. I was happy to see it. I know we we snuck in the Buffalo Wild Wings and Manassas yep. at the end. That was a uh, that was definitely an experience. In the game five. And oh, that was in Manassas. I thought yeah. you, I thought you when you told me that the other day. I thought you went to the one in Harrisonburg. No, we were in Gaines, Gainesville or Manassas. That, I bet you that place you, was insane. Oh my god, it was. So when you go in, they've got the the first half there on the right. You you walk in and on the right, they've got half of it. The first half is like the, the actual area. seating area, right? The dining area. Well, the second half is like the watch area. So they've got like bar tables set up like this, like the higher seats and stuff and you can basically set where you want. And there wasn't a person sitting. I don't think no, there was well, a single was, person was sitting. Like two or three people standing on the bar. Yeah, there was people standing on You couldn't move. There wasn't a whole lot of food, but I can tell you there was plenty of beer going on. Well, it, it sounded like you were in the stadium with the chance. Oh, my gosh. It was un, it was unreal. And they, they started counting down with about 20 seconds to go. We got there whole place 28.6 to go when they were, they were getting Yeah, right at off. the end of the game. I mean, you asked me about like what it means for this city. Did you see the scene outside? Oh yeah, of, it was nice. outside oh, of I, the Capital One I Arena. Been there. Mercer before the game even started. If Mercer could have got off work, we were going to go to the parade. The parade, day, but right. we couldn't get off. So. I'm going to miss one. Day. You know what? Before we we miss an opportunity here, I'm going to go ahead and take another shot at Merce <laughs> because it's not a nine to five sports podcast without another taking a shot at Merce. That's true. But Mercer is always the one that will jump out right off the bat and say, "I'm in," to whatever you want to do. Hey man, let's go to Waffle House. He, I'm in. He go to a cow, and then, he and then go then to he, a cow pie smelling contest. Absolutely. He, if you invite him to go somewhere, it's originally I'm in. I'm in. I'm right there. And I don't know how many times I've seen a I'm in. And then uh, 20 minutes later, he's like, Oh, you know what? I got to work. Well, this time or, he he said he asked me. Yeah. He oh said, yeah. He you asked me too. Parade? I was like, Well, yeah, I'll go. I just won't work. He said, All right, we're going. So yeah. I've been planning on going. Exactly. We're going. We're going. <laughs> that happens all the time, and it never happens. So. Uh, we can move on from that. But on my, I'll finish up. Um, the Capitals, they, 
They were really exciting to watch in the playoffs. So hopefully I can get into watching more hockey because of their performance. But I'm excited for that, too, because Zach Furman told me last night, he said, I actually love hockey, watching playoff hockey. Well, yeah, we watched we watch one game with Austin Alger. He said, this is the most hockey I've ever watched, but I love it. Yeah, it's fun. It's a good, it's, yeah, it's a great it, sport. It, it's really exciting. I think it's a lot of people are starting to open their eyes to it. Yeah. I'll keep my thoughts kind of short here. Um, I think it is huge for the city, uh, not just for the team, for the city itself. I mean, like you said, just watching on TV, I mean, the bar that me and Rob, or Rob and I was at in Manassas, still about you know 45 minutes or so outside of the city, and that place was just, Packed, and I th- I think it's huge for the fans. Uh, I think it could create a new vibe for the sports franchises in DC, not mm-hmm. not just the Nationals, but the other professional organizations. I really enjoyed seeing all the organizations the chipping in too. Right, they, right, the Skins were all in on them. The Nationals were all in on it them. Could it could be was, a momentum awesome. or a confidence thing that spreads. Right. I mean, you never know through the city. Um, we hope here, not for one day. Uh, yeah, that is true. <laughs> def- I want to clarify that I hope that that's not the case. The Nationals, for yeah, the okay, NFL. I like. I'll cheer for the Nationals. Um, here's something that I. That I think is uh, an interesting thing to look at, and I want you guys' opinion. I think it will increase the popularity of youth hockey in the DMV area. Oh, so absolutely! I think that you know, big avid hockey fans. I know I listen to Elliot in the morning when I'm when I'm in Northern Virginia, and he's a huge hockey fan. That's not me, by the way. Yeah, yeah right. I was going to say, Elliot, congratulations no, no, no. on your new show. Did, yeah, it, did I, it bud I, because of the nine to five? I, I should have clarified Leave that. Us? <laughs> Uh, Elliot Seagal, he's a uh, he's a radio host he is for the show. He is really yeah. funny. I, I love the show. He's a huge hockey fan, and he was talking on the radio the other day about how he thinks that this should increase the popularity and get more kids, you know, in our area, D.C., Maryland, Virginia area, to, to play hockey and be interested in hockey. You know, the local team wins, and they see it on TV. They see the celebration. Maybe that gets a, a growth spurt of hockey, you know, for the for the young ones in this area. I'd first have to learn how to skate. I can't, yeah. I, I can't even skate. I, I think hockey is the hardest professional. Oh, absolutely. I think it's too late. I think you got to start start young oh, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. to yeah. learn. And then I think the most important thing here is that I think you might have mentioned earlier, Ovechkin now has that elusive cup. You know, It was always you know, kind of a shot against him about how Crosby was able to do stuff that he's not. Well, this year he took out Crosby and the Penguins, and he won the cup in the same year. And I think that's huge for his legacy. And I saw a really uh, it was just disrespectful article today about Ovechkin saying that him winning the cup doesn't erase any of the losing. That's that's, that's that. just, well, it might not. It doesn't statistically erase it. It might not for like overlying fans <clears throat> that aren't. I, I think if they watched Ovechkin in this series, they wouldn't say that because yeah. Ovechkin put, he, he put it all on the line. Like he I was blocking for who shots. Who matters the most for Cavs fans? It, I think it yeah, completely erases. Oh, absolutely. He, he, he would. He doesn't have to win anything. Yeah. Elliot, your thoughts. I don't know. I'm going to quote Stephen A. Smith on that thought and say that is blasphemous. (laughs) That is blasphemous. (laughs) But, yeah, like you guys said, this was was great for the city, great for the fans, and great for Alex Ovechkin as he cements his legacy as one of the greatest hockey players of all time. Certainly the greatest that I've seen. Even though I don't watch that much hockey, it was was great. He's better than Crosby. (laughs) It was great to see that. Yes. Yes. So, so I'm happy for them. It was great to see as a local team. We kind of get the, the vibe from the city as well. Um, going into it, I wasn't really sure what to expect because Vegas was just kind of rolling. Yeah. But as one of you, as Robbie mentioned, the Caps just came out and dominated. It was like they had already cleared these hurdles, as you were bringing up, Jared, mm-hmm. with the Penguins and the coming back from 
losing three in a row. It was back like, to back. Jumping over it was the like they just said, all right, we've gone up against everything. We have nothing left to prove. Let's go out here and show we're the better team. And that's what they did in this series. And the, the last thought I'm going to leave with is the city of D.C. showed how you celebrate on, by not tearing apart a city, unlike Philadelphia. Oh, I'm yeah. looking at you, Philadelphia, tearing down light poles. But are you surprised? Honestly, are you surprised? No. They, 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 they yeah, they threw snowballs at Santa Claus. <laughs> They're so obnoxious. Any city that does that. But I've got one more ridiculous. funny story I saw today about the Capitals. <clears throat> uh, it was on Twitter. There was a guy, and they made a tweet about him. It said, it was a fake 30 for 30. It was like, what if I told you a lifelong Caps fan switched to the Vegas Knights before the season when they were when the Vegas Knights were made? And then to, Bryce get, beat, <laughs> to get beat by your... Former team, right? In the inaugural <laughs> season of your new teams, Bryce Harper. After the, what the Capitals have been through, I thought it was pretty funny. Yeah, absolutely. So we've just we've opened our show and spent the first seventeen minutes on hockey. Ty, you must be elated. Oh, I'm this so happy. Uh, Mercer, I know you listen. Chris Mercer, I know you listen. You guys must be feeling on top of the world. Start the show off with hockey, and uh, that's, you know, what, that's what you get when you win the cup. Now we're, we're where we're at in the season, you know, with sports with hockey over that. Might be the last time that happens for quite a while. Um, <laughs> You're not, not really talking about the NHL draft. No, no. So, guys, the moving on to uh, basketball, uh, it's, it almost seems like old news now. You know, as as fast as we move in in today's world with you know, social media and you breaking news, you get at on the second on the online. But now we're going to talk about uh, the NBA and the Golden State Warriors swept LeBron and the Cavs to win their third final in four years this week. Uh, LeBron showed up once again. I think we all expected that. Uh, but with widespread scrutiny about the lack of talent with his supporting cast. Um, on the other side, Steph Curry gave what I think was his best finals performance to date. And then Kevin Durant won his second straight finals MVP. So let's try to do this. We're going to save LeBron's future for the next topic. So while we discuss this, let's just save that for the next topic. He should retire. We'll talk about that in a minute. Let's try to stay on... What we take from this series, I did hear excluding Jay, LeBron's future. I heard future. JR showed up for Game 5 tonight. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, you know what? I got a shout-out to him actually later, uh, JR Smith, in a good way. So, again, let's leave uh, his future out of it. We'll talk about that after this. What do you guys take away from this series? Elliot, I'll let you start this one off. Well, you said it seems like old news, and I mean – It does. It, it seems like it's – I think that's because we already knew. We knew the series was over before we were just started. tricked into watching it. Yeah, it was just we have to watch it because it's yeah. the finals. What? But we I don't we know pretty much it, knew the outcome. I don't know if it, it's all because of that or because now the biggest the biggest story in the NBA is not that the finals or that the Warriors won again. It's now the it's all LeBron now. Like that's, that's where the focus is. It's true because the Warriors have kind of ruined the interest in the NBA because everyone knows they're the best team. Mm-hmm. They want to see what's next. Who's going to combat that? Who's right. going to team up yep. to try to stop them? But as I said, it was no surprise. The best team won. Steph Curry showed up in the finals like we've been calling him out throughout the playoffs and looked like his MVP self other than one game. Mm-hmm. I think he had maybe 10 or 12 points. Yeah, that was the game that Kevin scored like 45. Or yeah, mm-hmm. and that was the thing. Clay Thompson, I think, had a big game one or two. Yeah. It was kind of like you can't stop all of them. Right. So one of them goes off. And as I said, Kevin Durant, super efficient. He went off for 40-some points in the one game. But LeBron did everything he could. He put up great stat lines even with apparently a broken hand and a 
lack of supporting cast, which this is the worst Cavs roster I have seen in a long time, or worst roster that LeBron has had in a long it's time. Probably, I still it's say probably I still, since Big Z. I still say it's better than 2007. I do too. Yeah, I think, yeah, yeah. I think it's no question. I say it's the, oh, it's the worst since then. Yes. Yeah, yeah probably, I'd agree. Well, obviously, I mean, you, he played with. Yeah. We're not two. I think he played with one Hall of Famer in Miami. I, I'm not quite sure about Chris Bosh. I, I love think his, Chris Bosh. I think his career, his career ended just a little too a little soon with that heart problem. And I hate that, too. I really like well, Chris yeah, Bosh. Yeah, he could get some sympathy votes there, but I don't Well, know. I say two Hall of Famers. Ray Allen was there for a couple of years. He still, had, still played well and That's had true. a huge shot against That was towards the end of his career. I, let me dispel that real quick, too. I saw something today about some uh, LeBron wouldn't have uh, – Two rings, two of his rings without the shot from Kyrie <laughs> and then the shot from Ray Allen against the Spurs. Just give it a rest. There are so many, like, what-ifs on he, everybody's he would, career. Would, that, that's if, the thing. That might be true, but it's the same thing with everybody. everybody like, yeah. Tom Brady wouldn't have it's Super Bowls so if Adam Vinatieri wouldn't have hit the game winner. Yeah. Or well, he wouldn't have won anything. If he wouldn't have made a layup in the first quarter, Ray Allen would have never had the chance to make that shot. Nah, so, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, 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 so the whole game. it's so stupid. But go ahead, Elliot. I'm sorry. Um, that was... That was about all I had on this. As I said, it was it was over before it started. We knew who was going to win. I did say I thought LeBron would get one game. He, I think he we all thought. Well, we got where Ty was wrong. Uh-huh. It, yeah, I think it, game it, one he, ruined that. He honestly, almost stole really game did. one, and that I mean that could have changed. It could have changed. I think it emotionally. I don't think it would have. Mm-hmm. I don't. Know, think it if I was end, in that but, situation, I'd have just told my team to get on the bus. But yeah, that would have completely changed the mindsets of both teams. So yeah, that was huge. Yeah, I still think game one just cost him the entire series. It's, you know, we always say, like, well, you, you, you know, you got to pull your team back out of it. You got to be a leader. That is so hard. Uh, when, when LeBron said that it was the most devastating loss of his career, that was what that's surprised me. very telling. That, yep. Because, it like you telling. said in last week's show, he's you never lost expect something like that. He's lost on five, a game one. He's lost right. five, he's finals. Lost five yep. finals now. It's, and he says that. He lost some tough ones to the. Big three of the Celtics in the, or in the Eastern Conference. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and so now, and you know, what about the one where he lost? I guess that was to the Celtics in the Eastern Conference Finals, and he That's took off the jersey. That was the last was the game. Line. He took That's off the jersey. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, there there have been some some absolutely devastating uh, losses in his career, and he said that about Game One, and that was very telling. Mm-hmm. I, I thought everybody was just kind of emotionally checked out. Um, you, you could physically see the or visually see. Anger and frustration. Absolutely. Well, and the, during the, the game, the biggest thing about it is if they win that game, the Warriors aren't as confident rolling into Game mm-hmm. Two. I think basketball is a huge uh, confidence type sport. I, I think if you are feeling well about how you've been playing, I think you can continue. Well, that. especially I think for that's the role the, players that surround him. Exactly. It's, I think it's more uh, important to shooters, which is who LeBron yeah, plays exactly. with, because you lose your confidence as a shooter. And you lose that rhythm, mm-hmm. you're you're almost useless. Absolutely. Playing a team like that, you, you you're never going to win if you don't, don't hit, do something like you, that that Jr. did. Yeah, but you to beat a team like that, you have to come out. Everything with has to go your way. Twenty yeah. or more threes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But that that's basically what I had. It was no surprise. I did. I <clears throat> said before the series started. I said LeBron doesn't get swept. I was wrong. He got swept, and uh, you know we'll we'll save that for later. But I think he is moving on. Rob, what do you think about the series? It was just it was just awful. 
JR's performance, that that's just a whole other thing. But I'm done with the NBA if LeBron doesn't leave or get some help and he stays there. And if because it's gonna be the two teams unless the Celtics sneak in there, I'm not watching the finals anymore until there's a different team that plays the Warriors with LeBron or the Celtics on it. Well it should be as long as he Yeah. Yeah. But I don't have much faith in him teaming up with Paul George either. We saw what he did in the playoffs. Playoff, playoff P. Yeah, playoff P. Playoff P. It just doesn't get any easier to hear for me. Supposedly, you had LeBron pull the gauge fellers, and he punched something. They punched a whiteboard and broke it and broke his hand. Oh, yeah. Uh, If that that is true. A couple comments about that. If that is true, I'm glad he didn't say after the game that he broke his hand because. If he put up those numbers with the broken hand, I'm very impressed. But game four, it looked like I think he airballed two or three shots in multi, in consecutive possessions, and I was I was I was just thinking something was off then, and I was surprised to hear about the hand. But if he did play with the broken hand, I'll give him a lot of credit. For he was that. still like on the shooting hand. Yeah, he was still like eight of twelve shooting. Yeah, it wasn't then. like bad, but you could. Yeah, you yeah, could I'm tell something was not right. Yeah. Right. Um. When it comes to the series, I, I mean, not to make the show boring, but I think we're all kind of on a similar page here. Uh, I think we, I, I thought that LeBron and them were going to get a get a game, and usually an underdog of that magnitude, game one is the game you try to steal there on the road to get you some momentum going. Um, and then, of course, we all know what happened with that. Here's some things that I, I've got some things written down that I, I think might draw some controversy, and I want to see what you guys think. I for me, I, I think it it definitely does. Let me make this clear. I don't think it hurts LeBron's legacy at all. Um, I think he showed up. I, I think we all knew he was going to show up. This loss obviously wasn't on him. But, you know, a lot of people throw a lot of heat on uh, uh, Durant because of his, you know, he the way he left Oklahoma City right after losing to the team that he now plays for. I, I actually think that this helps his legacy. You know, I think it validates the move. He came out, and because he, I think he actually gives a little bit of credit to LeBron. You know, LeBron kind of started this era of players should do what they want. They shouldn't care what fans think or what owners think. If you want to leave and go somewhere to team up with somebody, just do it. And so I think Durant took that to heart, and he said, I just want to go win. I, I think he wanted to play a different kind of basketball with different teammates, and he wanted to go to a team that he just felt like he had the best chance to win. Well, now, he, made, he made the quote right before he left that he wanted to have fun playing <laughs> basketball again, and I don't know that he was doing that beside Russell Westbrook. And, and you definitely had more fun you know, winning titles. Oh, I, but here's the thing. like Durant didn't go there, and, and he's not riding on Steph and Clay's and, and Draymond's coattails. In fact, I think that without Durant, they would have actually struggled, you know, to be as dominant as they were. I don't think I, they make it to the – I don't think they make it to, LeBron, to the finals. LeBron finals wins one of the last two. Yeah, they don't beat Houston. I, I, I don't think they're there. I, I, I think he's, he's the best them. player on the sure, team. Sure. Because he carried – that's when we were talking about yeah. Curry and, mm-hmm. you know, because if Curry would have struggled without Kevin <clears> and then it was just, just up yeah. to Clay and Draymond, it's it's over. Yeah, yeah that's huge. And I think, I think that his performances has helped validate his move and that it's helped him validate, you know, for himself that hey, I, I made the right decision. I don't think he intends to leave anytime soon, and he's he's going to start piling up the rings if they keep this core together. Um, again, LeBron showed up with some minor criticisms that I've heard, you know, defensively. Um, 
the only the only criticism I can even think of, and this is just because I have to come up with one. I know that it was game three, I believe. First game in Cleveland. Uh, I think it was less than a minute to go. It was a three-point game. And Durant came up the floor. They're on the right side. And you guys remember the shot I'm talking about mm-hmm. where he ended up dribbling to the left and hit that long three to basically seal the mm-hmm. game. Well, Steph came over to set what I saw was a very weak screen. I mean, he's not a big guy by any means. But it, the point was to get LeBron off of Durant. Yes. And he just kind of just flowed on with – no, I'm not even going to say give up. He just switched over to Steph when I think he very well knew Durant was going to take that shot. Absolutely, because Durant – that was the game that Durant went off. Yeah, and I just feel like – you know, I, I get the emotionally drained part and, and with the hand and everything. I don't, I don't know what was going through his head, and I'm, I'm probably the last person to criticize him. But I just feel like someone like that – being the best player and as competitive as he is, you would think that he would fight through what I saw as a very weak screen to stay on the guy who's going to take that last shot. Well, I I was talking about this the other that day. That stood out to me. I was talking about this the other day. That's a trend throughout the NBA. They switch everything now. Yeah. They don't even try to get over they screens or stay on their man. It's and, like it's so free flowing. There's no. I know that to was it. a weak screen, so I'm not going to say that, that this is the case on this basis. But it was an you, awful screen. That's what I'm saying. I'm not. I'm not blaming this. But if you don't switch every screen against the Warriors, you're gonna get shellacked. Well, he wasn't gonna shoot right off the screen. No, that I was, was saying was to if burn you don't time. switch it, and he tries to. But I'm not even discussing. Yeah, I'm not, I get, you can't that's go. Not what happened on you this can't part. go underneath screens on the Warriors. Is what yeah, you're saying because it gives them too But I'm not. Even, I'm not trying to discuss it because I don't want to think it's an excuse for this play because no, it wasn't a good screen. No. Now here's the thing. Does LeBron? I don't think Fight harder to stay on Durant if that series is a little more evenly matched. Oh, if he wins the first game, absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, I'm with Rob on that. I think if he's got I hate win using, under his I'm belt. not going to use the word give up. I just feel like it was odd for me to see him switch over. I just think he was, to really he think he was done. Because he, yeah, because even, even after they won, if they would have won game one, and even if Golden State took game two, LeBron is – you know, it's like right there. It's one and one. Yeah. The games are one and you, one, you and you've one, got you win two at home. You're right, and you've got business. a you got to make a stop to take and it the was lead a, it was in the a series. One possession game. So take the lead in the series game. in your own home. You know, on mm-hmm. your own home court, and you've got another game uh, three nights later at your home court. Absolutely, he fights over that screen. Yeah. Okay, so that brings up another point I wanted to get to. Um, I watched this whole series, and it didn't seem like LeBron guarded Durant much, and to me. Seemed he, like he guarded Curry most of the time. Yeah, I, I know we got the switching and everything now in the NBA, but to me, as the leader, you have to take charge and shut down their – not shut down, you're not going to shut down Kevin Durant, but you have to take priority and man up and de- defend him on the other end of the floor. Mm-hmm. I know he has to save a lot of energy for the other end of the floor due to their lack of talent, but especially in games – I don't think I don't think guarding Steph is what you would do if you were – Holding back your. Well, energy. I know, but matchup wise, like he's the only person oh, on absolutely. that team that can even bother Durant. And I feel like he even. I mean, I know Durant now has you know they've won two in a row, but I almost feel like LeBron would have the mental edge. Yeah, yeah, it would get in. You know, head, in, in the past when Durant was with Russ and, well, and when they faced he, off, and it was always it was never a question of LeBron or Durant. It was always LeBron because he couldn't beat. LeBron. Yeah, it's right. an, it's an intimidation factor to him. I think that's why I thought, especially when he was going off in what was it, Game Three. Yeah, I thought LeBron should have set a tone right then and went 
Well, I know what you're saying. Got on him. And it, I, I've, I'm the same way. Like when Chicago, I, I hate to bring up my. Well, I, you know what? I don't hate to bring them up because I like talking about my team when they were good. <sighs> when Chicago had a great team and they were, you know, they finished the one seed. Obviously, they could not great. get to the finals. They couldn't get to. Yeah, they were great. They didn't win a championship. Well, was their team great when Noah. LeBron was. ended up. Gators. LeBron would end up guarding. Rose, because that was the primary scorer. When it came fourth quarter, yeah. he switched on to the best player who he knew was going to take the ball. And now, I just feel like the best player should guard the best player. I agree. I, I, agree. I think oh. it's like that in football. I, I don't like these corners taking one side of the field. I think they should guard the best receiver. In basketball, you know, I get the save and the energy, but really, I mean, some of the, you look back at yeah. some of the all-time great players – you guard the best play. Exactly. Well, that's, did, that's Ty, did Ty Lue have that in the game plan, though? That's, that, and I'm not saying that that you know, is any excuse either because we all know that LeBron has well, gone against his coaches. Lue, then. Yeah, I'm well, not. I'm, I'm, Ty that'd Lue. be a shot on Ty Lue. No, I want to get to that. I could be if Ty that, Lue. I could do it. If LeBron does. was listening to his coach by switching there, if I'm Ty Lue, I man up and say, look, LeBron's going to take Durant here unless it's an obvious switch-off screen. Yeah, but Ty Lue's also the same guy, as we talked about, that didn't play Kyle Korver because of who? And didn't play Rodney Hood at all. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So. I mean, well, I've got my, and maybe my, I'm making too big of a deal with that. That's just the only thing about LeBron negatively that stuck out to me. Otherwise, fantastic performance. The hand thing, I don't put I mean, my a whole lot of stock the, into that either my way. My thing on the whole minutes, or not minutes, but Darden Durant is – Back when he was with the Heat, he did guard Rose and them because I think he had a normal workload. With the with Cleveland, he's playing 47, 48 minutes. That's and, he's, and he's older. Yeah, he's he older. Yeah. And he's played 82 games. It just doesn't seem to have affected the, him. For though. the first That's... time in his career, he's played 82 games. But I, if, if he's playing 38 minutes a game, 40, yeah, you play, you guard during the whole game. Yeah, well, see, I'm not saying he should guard him the whole game, but it didn't seem like he was on him much at all. No, he didn't, see, he didn't want to do You see Popovich, he'll, he won't let Kawhi Leonard guard when Kawhi's healthy. He won't let him guard their best player in the first quarter or much of the first yeah, half. But when it comes crunch time or if that player gets hot, he yeah. sticks Kawhi on yeah. him. And yeah. You have to do I that at some point. I understand doing that, yeah. but... I wouldn't be a bit surprised. But I can't Tyron, believe Tyron we're that. thinking that Tyron Lue would even be in the same no, discussion no. as Greg Popovich. Let me add, Jr. has taken a lot of heat for this, when I think quite a bit of it should be on Tyron Lue. Now, I don't know if they discussed this beforehand, but if you get the rebound, I think you instantly call timeout, timeout unless LeBron gets the ball right. well, in that situation. Nobody's talking about an 81% free throw shooter missing a free throw either. Well, yeah, George He Hill. barely Barely got it there. Barely to finish this topic, because I know I think the next topic can get really interesting, uh, is this the greatest team ever assembled? Now, it, this is kind of hard for us to answer, definitely, because we weren't, we didn't get to see the 80s, the 70s, the 80s, the 90s. We all know them, those teams. I mean, people don't remember the, the 86ers had a clearly yeah. dominant team. I think they only lost one game the entire playoffs. They went 4-4, yeah. 4-3, or it was 5 they only lost one game. So, but from what we've seen, is this the greatest team ever assembled? Rob, I think you're shaking your head. Yes. Is this yeah, the most dominant I, team we've ever seen? I, I would have to say so. They broke the Bulls' record. That's the only team I would give them a run for. Four, yeah. four all. They broke that man. with. Yep. I know the law of diminishing and four returns. all three all star starters. Yeah, you've got the law of diminishing returns when you you keep adding on and you keep adding on, but you don't get better. But you have to get better when you add on. When it comes to <laughs> yeah. But I really, 
I don't think there's any question that. I think you've got team. three surefire Hall of Fame Even players they, on that if team. If you did hypothetically play the Bulls, you would put Jordan, Pippen, and then what? What else? What else would go up against? That's just two players. It is two players, but it'd I, just be really, really tough. It. We all. I mean, we all have our opinions. Yeah. I don't want to get into a debate. We all have our. You know who's the best, but and it's, this is got, this is harder, I think, than the LeBron Jordan discussion because comparing whole teams of different generations is just really tough. to see how they would play. Because you know, right? yeah, the, the Warriors shoot the three, the Bulls didn't. They had good three point shooters, yeah, but they didn't. Steve Kerr they didn't primarily rely. On they didn't like, shoot forty a game. No, yeah. that didn't. Uh, I I would love. Wouldn't it be fun though? It would be one of the closest thing we can do is put them together in on two K. <laughs> So Rob says yes. Ty, is this is this about as dominant as a team as we'll ever see in the NBA? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, LeBron goes there next year. Yeah, and then good God, then that will be the most dominant team. They, I, we always talk about like, uh, you know, I don't know how you lose a game. I really don't. They're eighty-two know and how they like, are eighty-two and they, no, no chance. A hundred percent. You lose a you lose a game or two in there somewhere. I say they win no, eight games. No, I mean they. You got no, to play like the Rockets. They come out and they they're hitting their shots. You're no, we always team lost nine games <laughs> with three of the three of those players. Yeah. Grant wasn't even there. But we also we say this and like we saw it this year. Like every once in a while, they just get literally lazy. bored mm-hmm. and lazy. But if they when, out, my, when LeBron went to the Heat with Chris Bosh and D Wade, I said they were going to win seventy. But games. if LeBron went there, their mission would to be good. would to be well, would be to go undefeated. It, even if your mission is that, it's if hard to show mission, up eighty two games. Everybody does No injuries. Everybody doesn't. No, have to show up. nobody getting well, lost. You know LeBron's not getting hurt. I'm not <laughs> saying just LeBron. He. If I'm you jinx him, I'm gonna be upset. <laughs> I'm telling you, he's like Cal Ripken of basketball. Like, no joke. Yeah, but I'm he's saying a, everybody. You're saying that they're not gonna have out of 82 games. I know that not everyone's always off. Who? What team would even have a chance? The Rockets. I'm saying the Rockets come in, hit 23s. But they only play the Rockets a couple times a I'm, year. I'm if telling you, if you just show up for those couple games, it's done. It is over. <laughs> Elliot, <laughs> is this the most dominant team? It, I think it certainly is. Uh, I don't have much to say about it. I just it is. <laughs> it's the best team I've ever seen. It's just so bad. It it's the best team I've ever movies. seen. You just can't do anything about it. Right. Especially yeah. the way the league is run today with the three ball and and just how well they play together. That the way that they're able to share the basketball and shoot and even defensively, I think they're underrated sometimes. When they want to, they can defend anybody. Yeah. So. I, you know what? I, I I always I'm a Jordan guy, I'm a Bulls guy, but the more I think about it, I really don't know. I don't. I I wouldn't just say yeah, they would definitely get beat, but they'd be they'd be hard pressed. Jordan's Bulls would be hard pressed to to beat this team in a seven game series. So moving on to what I think is now the could be the biggest story in all sports. I mean, oh, it the, is. the way I think. This makes the NBA offseason bigger than its regular season and playoff, and this may now be the biggest story in all of sports. Where is LeBron headed next? So by now the Warriors title is old news, and now all focus shifts to where the league's best player will suit up next year. What does LeBron's next team mean for the NBA? So what does it mean for the league as a whole, and where will he be playing when the 2018-19 season tips off? Uh, Elliot, we'll start with you. Well, you said it's the biggest story, and that's because I think it is. That's because it's the most popular name in sports. So, and it's about where he's going to play. Yeah, so, I had a LeBron in class last week. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's incredible. 
but this is tough. I've been thinking about this for a couple weeks, but we've been discussing it amongst ourselves. I, I would think you would want to stay in the East to avoid Golden State and Houston and to be less stressful on him throughout the regular season, but... You got the Celtics now. He's not going to go to Boston. He's no, not. no, no. I'm saying even if he does stay in the East. Yeah, well, yeah, true, mm-hmm. true, true. With Kyrie. The, yeah. yeah, you never know what will happen because Kyrie is very injury-prone. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm yeah. just saying he's got to be thinking about that. If he's going to ever go to the West, I don't think. No, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But as far as destinations, I'm going to go ahead and cross Boston off. I don't... He's not going to do that. He won't go back with Kyrie. He's he's not going to Boston. So the only the only places that make sense are out west. And I know Houston's been a hot rumor, keeping up with Chris Paul, James Harden. I've got uh, questions about that team too. Do you? You've got obviously three incredibly talented players. But they all need the ball. They all need the ball. I'm not saying LeBron is a ball hog by any means because he's not. But, but for him to be most effective, he needs – he, he needs, needs the ball. All three of them do. Facilitate or to shoot, to drive, kick. But so does Harden. Three, so does Chris Paul. The three main warriors need the ball, too. Not, not Clay, true. Not Clay. But he needs it to score. I'm not sure. Stuff, well, stuff moves so well without the ball. I think Chris Paul would be willing to take on a different role. Because LeBron would have to be point four. But that kind of diminishes Chris Paul. That's what he does. He mm-hmm. But now, in saying that, I didn't think Chris Paul would help the Rockets out much with James Harden there. Because remember, they moved James Harden to point guard the previous year before Chris Paul came. Mm-hmm. I just, three ball-dominant players, I don't know. I mean, it would be interesting. Three makes it tough. It would be interesting. Because you can stagger two mm-hmm. a lot better than you can stagger three. Yep. And I don't know. That's, so would that be your front runner right now? A, from everything I've heard, that's... That would be the front runner simply because of his relationship with Chris Paul and their immediate threat to the Warriors. But the place that I would like to see him go is San Antonio. I I've yeah. always thought that would be a great system for him. He could run pick and pop with Lamarcus Aldridge and who is an excellent, excellent basketball player at both ends of the floor. Then you have Kawhi Leonard, who's also a great two way player if you can fuse that, that situation. Not to mention he loves he loves the coach. Yeah. And I think that, I mean, obviously that would be the best coach he's ever had. Those two minds together, you know, obviously could make for some conflict, but it also could lead to magnificent exactly. benefits. That's my what I'll get at. If you could get those two on the same page, I think they could do great things together. My worry is just I don't know if, even if he did go there, I don't know if the Spurs would have enough firepower. He would bring, I mean, I'll get to he'd this bring somebody He'd else bring with someone him. with him. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he'd have to. I think he'd bring someone I'd with have him. To have a yeah. Play you so you're think, going yeah. with San Antonio. San Antonio would be second behind Houston on my list, but that's where I'd like to see him go. And and so I think you already mentioned this, but this you agree with me that this kind of, to me, this kind of sets the tone for the rest of the offseason. Absolutely. The way it's, other teams. It's a story. Well, nobody will sign until he signs. Yep. Yeah. People are going to put baseball by the wayside, every other sport by the wayside, until he makes his decision. Yep. So Sports Center is going to be unbearable. Where's yeah, And then when he does make the decision, it's still going to be when, like that when because they're going to have to analyze it. Oh, when yeah. Free agency start. And we're going to do it here on the show, too. Absolutely. So yep. when, when can he officially sign somewhere? I'm not sure the date. It's like 1st of July? It's July. Yeah, I think it's it is the 1st of July. July. Ty, where's, where's he playing next year? So, the Lakers? <sighs> Sixers? The, is he going to stay home? I, I think he's – Unless he stays at home and brings somebody else with him, he is going to have to either change his game or he's going to have to bring in – they're going to basically have to overhaul every team that he wants to go to because I just don't see a legitimate fit 
you know, like I'm looking at this thing. Sports Center put it up uh, a day ago, and it's saying Summer of LeBron Part Three starts now. And I'm looking at all these teams. Miami would not have enough firepower. Uh, the L.A. Clippers would definitely not have enough firepower. I don't think you'd play for the baby brother of a city oh, anyway. Right. Uh, Golden State, I, I, I hope that. to God he doesn't well, go there. I, just don't I, see I would lose a lot of respect for LeBron, and I love LeBron Absolutely. more than anybody in the world. But like this, that would, that would lose it for me. Yeah. Cleveland, like I said, he's going to have to bring some people in, and they're going to have to get to work in the offseason to really hone in their games together. Um, Philadelphia, you've already got somebody that plays exactly like you but just can't shoot, mm-hmm. uh, and that would take away from his development. And Embiid, it would move him outside. Yep, I agree um, 100% with that one. So I, I don't see that happening. The Rockets, I just think there's not enough ball to go around. And, and who knows, maybe there would be. Maybe Because Harden does share the ball well. He does, and, and he maybe just, they could get it to work. Right. You no, know, Dan Turney, I think, did an excellent job managing Paul and Harden. That's true. I think it would be tough. But it would be it would be knows? a tough fit. If anybody and, could do it, I think. And that would make a lot of sense, friends wise, because he loves Chris Paul, mm-hmm. and and so that's a possibility, I guess. Uh, the Lakers, that one's kind of interesting to me. Um, they've got a young core. They've got some shooters. They've got some players out there that might draw him there. And uh, uh, if he can get over the headache that is Levar Ball, maybe that's an interesting spot for him. And I think everybody loves to play in L.A. Like, that's just a, a, a classy place to mm-hmm. play. It's uh, one of the greatest sports franchises that, of all time. I think L.A. is an obvious destination that he would yeah. be interested in playing for. If I'm LeBron, I'm putting myself in one of, I'd say I'd say four, and that's the very most. Okay. One, I'm either staying in Cleveland and recruiting my butt off to try to get somebody in there with me. Mm-hmm. I am going to... The Spurs, which I didn't mention. Um, the, we mentioned the great coaching. If mm-hmm. there was ever somebody to figure out a way to fit a team around LeBron, Greg Popovich would be the guy to do it. Uh, the Rockets, j- just because they're so close, um, and I think, like you said, it would be tough, but I think they share the ball enough um, and they shoot the ball well enough to where that would be pretty interesting for LeBron to take a listen to. And I think then, right obviously now the it's the best. Besides the lack of, or I don't know how that they would distribute the ball, but right. the role player-wise, I think Houston's the best fit because of the shooting, that yeah. because of how many shooters they have. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, you meant, 14? You I'm sorry, I cut you the off. Lakers, but, the Lakers, but you mentioned earlier the Rockets hitting 23s in a game and almost taking down Golden State. Oh, my God, that's 15 assists a night <laughs> for LeBron. Exactly. And that's absolutely. the way he wants to play. I don't think LeBron desires to go out and score forty every game. Right. I think he wants to drive and make. And, but he and, wants to be around a triple double and score yeah. twenty to twenty five. I like how you said around because that's his numbers. It's right? every 20, night. Twenty six, nine and eight. Twenty six, ten and seven. Just that's stuff the like way that. he likes he's to just play. A, he's yeah. a bigger Russell. Yeah. yeah. So you, you, I think you kind of had leaning towards two teams, both in the West. Ty's got a bit I of said, a. I said bit four, of a but that's kind window. of that's kind of. You but know, I, like that you keep, I like that you kept Cleveland in the mix. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't... <sighs> I did until JR did that. <laughs> I think, I think him staying huge. in Cleveland's a better chance than, than the Lakers. Ooh, oh, 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 I think the Lakers... I, I think the Lakers are where there. he plays his final days. I don't think he goes there now. Yeah, I, I don't think he wants the ball circus. He has no chance whether he goes there right now. Even if he takes well, the ball I've, I've, that's, I've got some comments about that, too. So, I guess, Robbie, what... You have anything else? 
the only thing I didn't I didn't really say much about the Lakers. I just think that would be a good place to go. Um, I don't know if they're ready for him quite yeah. yet, but, mm-hmm. but like you said, that's a good place to finish your days because if they can keep that young core together and keep developing towards a good team, I think that's an interesting spot for him yeah. as well. Well, if it's me, if I'm LeBron, I would I would be on a plane to Houston tonight. So you've already got it down. Yeah, Houston is where he needs to be. Yeah. So you not, think it would work? I think with yeah, those three, I'm gonna give Dan Tony some. So where do you play him? Do you just no, stick him at the three he plays now? The four, or? I think three, four, four. three, four, somewhere in there. So you don't are you let able him to play keep point Cabrera? guard? Are you able to keep? Yeah, Cabrera? well, if you don't let him play point guard. Or f- one, four, one, or point, the four, point forward, point yeah. four, point three, something like that. Which Chris Paul turns into a two at that point. It gets a little iffy. It would just have to be worked out. It would take some time. They wouldn't be that great. It'd Is Dan Tony like, capable? It'd be like the Heat originally. Yes, Dan Tony. He's better than Spolstra. He can I figure think, it out. He's one of the best offensive minds there is. He's a great offensive mind. And if anybody can figure it out, it's him. But I'll I'll go over my other scenarios. I think the only real other scenario is Philadelphia. Because I think he does like Embiid. I don't think they'd be championship ready quite yet, but I've, I, he's not saying Cleveland after this. The Celtics aren't a chance. The Warriors are – I hope to God not, but – uh, who's all of the Spurs? He can maybe go there, but I don't see enough firepower, and I don't see him being able to. If he does bring Paul George there, I'm not trusting him. He's a pacer at heart, and I just think it's got Houston written all over it. Just go down there and beat up on the Warriors. So please. you say he? Sh- not only he do you think he should go to Houston, but you think he will go to Houston? I th- I think he does go to Houston in the end because I think that it, when he looks at it, that is his only chance to beat him. Because the NBA has turned into a lot of one-on-one basketball. So, yes. And if you have those players, you don't have to well, share. Well, the Warriors even, for a, for a spurt there against Houston, they turned into a one-on-one yeah, team they there did. for a while. And if you go one-on-one, we talked about if you're, that last if you're playing Golden State and you're Houston with LeBron and you go one-on-one, it's a, it's a draw. See, I think the Spurs is closer than you're giving them credit for. Yeah, yeah they are because of Popovich. But I just – I don't – I just don't see the offensive firepower there. I think Murray's going to be good, and I think LeBron would help him along. He could. The, the only question I would have is if they could get enough shooters. They have Danny Green, but not much but else. On that side, I'm just going to order my, I think they should just I'm order my Houston jersey. <laughs> I think they should bring James Jones out of retirement. <laughs> bring Ray Allen back. He's still itching. One more idea I want to throw out. It's not necessarily a team, but I've thrown this idea out to you guys before. And that's him teaming up with DeMarcus Cousins. I think that would be a terrifying threat. Yeah, I think there's talk of that. How did, I don't know where it would be. I'm, I'm wondering how that would work because he's never played with a dominant post player. I know. I, I would like to see it. I don't, know how, I don't know really if the, old days. Um, but I'm not sure. I'm not, I, I don't want to say I disagree with you, but I'm not sure if the way he plays is a dominant post player really what he's looking for. Uh, you would have to surround it with shooters, but mm-hmm. I think that's always been his downfall, though, in games. Really, absolutely. As the lack as of the lack coach? of yeah. The reason as that much they, time I think as he one of the biggest, I think one of the biggest reasons that they won uh, over the Warriors two years ago was Tristan Thompson playing his butt off in the in the finals. All right, let me hit you with this: What's the better combo, Kobe and Shaq or LeBron and Shaq when Shaq was Shaq? Hmm. See, I don't. I, this is not a shot on LeBron anyway. Be, the way they Kobe. the way they play, I think Kobe and Shaq is a better duo. I think it is because the way Kobe they play. LeBron's getting really. And th- good this shooting. is definitely that's, not a knock on LeBron. Really it's not. A, it's not a knock <laughs> on your tough. suggestion. 
I just think that that could be a the way these two got yeah, later be. on. Here, here's what I would compare it to, and and I might get some lash from this. I considered Kevin Love and as the Timberwolf as a top ten player in the NBA yeah. when he was there. Yeah. He was a dominant post player. Twenty and twenty was but not. Now, he was also fat. Well, he was bigger. Nobody even talks about him now. But but nobody complained about his lack of athleticism because of how dominant he was. Now they didn't make the playoffs. He's not a LeBron esque franchise player. But as soon as LeBron recruited him to Cleveland, his role changed like that. Now Chris Bosh already had a little bit of a jump shot. But when he went to Miami, his role immediately changed. With Cousins or Embiid, I just think that it kind of diminishes their role a little bit. Yeah. Or it changes would, their role. Maybe not diminishes, that's what, that's changes why I was, it. That's what I was saying earlier about, like, I think LeBron would have to significantly change his game a little bit. What you're saying, like, I think a, a, a person on that team that would better suit LeBron plays for the same team as Anthony Cousins Davis. right now. Yeah. Yeah. I just – there's no chance he goes to New Orleans. No, no, absolutely, absolutely not. And they, Davis, let's is, just cross that and Davis is there. So. Yeah. I can um, already see the Tyler Parker tweet coming in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry, Parker. I just don't. I mean, no offense to Nothing New Orleans. against them. LeBron's not going to New Orleans. Nah, Drew they don't care about basketball. Drew Brees was up on the Pelicans before. On, on paper. That's a he, football city. LeBron <laughs> wants no part of that. Story. On paper, that would be an awesome team together. You've got Drew Holiday. You've got Anthony Davis. You've got Cousins. Is Rondo still playing? Rondo's him? there. God, him and LeBron. If LeBron would say, yeah, that's that's oh. the only concern I have with Cousins as well. Is if they're I don't know that I don't class. know that Rondo respects people that kind of go. He respects them until they start telling him like, what to do. Like KG, <laughs> he, he never. Ever. LeBron steps up and starts telling him what to do. But and gets somebody, in his face. but somebody that's worth telling him what to do, he'll listen to. He never, well, he, no, never he did that in Boston because he, he was young. young. He was yeah. young. And he was playing with three you, Hall of Fame he players. Goes, After he started he, scoring 30 a night, he said, he really oh, stand I ain't listening to nobody really else. stand up to LeBron? Yes. I don't think so. Yes. Dude, Rondo? He would be stupid enough to stand up to LeBron. Paul George or Curry or somebody, he'd deck him. Who? Rondo. Rondo. But LeBron, I'm not sure he would. Well, stick him with Curry. I'd like to see him deck him. Wouldn't you, though? Absolutely. All right, right, let the host get a word in here. All right, go ahead. (laughs) I think – I doubt that he stays in Cleveland, but I wouldn't throw it out the window completely. I think he's going to go west. And you know what? I had on my notes most likely Houston if he still wants to compete for a title. I'm going to flip-flop on that. I'm going to go Elliott's route. I say he recruits and tries to pull either or Chris Paul and Paul George to go to San Antonio. He gets Kawhi Leonard to re-sign, and he's got a new super team with the Spurs to not only take down the Rockets, but that I think could give a real shot at taking down the Warriors. You've got Pop. Let's just say you've got LeBron, Leonard, if they can keep Aldridge. I think Paul Gasol might try to re-sign there. you got a little bit of shooting there, sort of a post-presence, a little bit older, but I think he's still got some left in the tank. And then either Paul George or Chris Paul to help. He's not going to be even the second-best player. That would be the third-best player on the team or fourth. So the pressure would be off Paul George, pressure would be off Chris Paul, I think. You have what I still think might be the best coach in the league. I think Brad Stevens is definitely climbing that ladder. I I really think that that would be his best option if he's in championship mode. If he's at a different stage in his career, which I don't think he is yet, because I think I think he's still got that competitive fire. I think by the time he he still wants another two or three shots to beat the Warriors. I don't think he wants to end his career not being able to beat the team with Durant. Now he's already done it without Durant. 
I, I, I think just, he wants to beat him I with w- Durant. I want to see it with Harden because I want to see Harden. If he goes there, Harden's getting one-on-ones all night. Okay, so do you? let me ask you this. Do you think my scenario oh, it would work. be a better would, – would have a better chance to beat Golden State or do you think your scenario would have I've, a better chance to beat Golden State? The only reason I'm going with mine is the three-point shoot. But I'll give you that. I'll that give you that's, the only, that's the only reason I can come up with. How? What do you think? My scenario with LeBron going to I think, I think the Spurs his... scenario could beat them. I think they could still beat the Warriors. You think they could beat but them? But I still, uh, but I think Houston's is better because of the three points. Do you think, Ty, that if LeBron went to San Antonio with Aldridge, Kawhi, some role players, and then if he could pull Chris Paul, Paul George, that would be enough? I think it'd be. I think it's Houston. I just don't think. To keep, I mean, we've seen it time in and time out that to keep up with Golden State, you have to have the three ball, and that tips in the favor of Houston. It wouldn't, wouldn't that be fun though? Oh, the one, thing I, the one thing I would say is you have Kawhi and Durant's not going to be dominating. And I think he, that would put Houston out because that now takes because that takes Chris Paul out well, after a one year. And it takes rental. all the pressure off Kawhi being the best player on the Spurs. He mm-hmm. he can play more defense and not have to score as much. You now have, have you now have two players. It's gonna be a fun offseason. You now have two players, both two of the best uh, dual players yeah, offensively. Yeah. You got LeBron and Kawhi, who can be the best defender in the league when they want to be. Um, so I, that I mean, we could do a whole show on this, but I'm I, ready for it. I, I think Boston looks good in the East talent wise, but I don't think it would work because Kyrie's there. Uh, I think someone mentioned. I think Ty mentioned earlier Philly. I don't see it as a good fit for developing stars like Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid, and we are we've already kind of touched on that. But like I said earlier, the NBA revolves about, around LeBron, whether we like it or not. His move starts the domino effect of trading and free agency. So whenever he signs, everyone else will now try to be work a their team to try to move pieces to try to beat whatever team LeBron is on. If it's in the East or if it's in the West, I still think it's. You try to build to beat the Warriors unless he builds his own new super team. Uh, well, you never know. Durant's a free agent this year, too. He, he thinks the team's better. Maybe he'll go to Houston, too. <laughs> uh, he's already come out and said he's going to So that's going to do it for uh, our first segment of starting live. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, uh, we're going to talk about Justify winning the Triple Crown this weekend at the Belmont. And then we're going to talk a little bit more about T.O. He's back in the headlines again for a controversial reason. So um, justify T.O. and then uh, some more in the seventh inning stretch when we come back. Welcome back to 9 to 5 Sports. And that, my friends, is Jackie Moon's once popular song, Love Me Sexy. I'd say still. <laughs> oh, that's true. One of my favorite songs of all time. Uh, got a little bit left of our starting lineup before we move into our seventh inning stretch. Uh, so to start off with, we're going to talk about Justify. Saturday gave us another triple crown winner in the world of horse racing as Justify finished first in the Belmont Stakes. Joining names like Secretariat and the more recent American Pharaoh, what do you guys think about this horse's legacy? Rob, we'll start with you. All right. Um, I... He, obviously, he gets a lot of credit for winning the Triple Crown. But when I compare him to Justify, I just don't even think he's really in his league. Or, you mean Secretary? Secretary. No, I, when I compare him to American Pharaoh. Oh, no. okay. Now, Secretary, I'm not I'm not comparing him to either of these horses. But what about Seabiscuit? Seabiscuit was a good one. That, that's true. 
And there's what I think. I'll tell you, my aunt and uncle. They, I mean, they're really into horse racing, and they they talk very highly of Secretary when they watch those races. Um, and you've got. I'm trying to look up some numbers here. American Pharaoh won the Derby of with a time of two oh three. And Justify was, he lost by 1.2 seconds to American Pharaoh. Okay. And then, in the mud. That was the derby, right? It wasn't, wasn't the mud, yeah, the derby. And then the Preakness, the Preakness, he actually he actually beat him. He beat American Pharaoh. I didn't know that. And, and that's the second race. Yeah. And then the Belmont, the longest one, the one that's the most impressive to win, American Pharaoh won it by five and a half lengths. With a time of two twenty six, and Justify won it at one and three quarter lengths at two twenty eight, and that's the hardest. That's that that's the race that's looked at the match. Also yeah. in the mud, wasn't the mud, but and it was I, two seconds. I thought what was really impressive is that they, to me, it didn't look like they held back. They sent him straight to the front from the get go. Yeah, they ran him hard. And well, that's a big strategy in the mud too. Because it's so front. hard to see throws the horse and for the I know pregame, jockey. my aunt was talking about, you know, how she thought that they were going to let him lay off a little bit. And then my uncle said that they've already came out right before the race and said the they had a plan. They're going to push him. They're going to push him yeah. hard from the get-go and it's, send him on. It's terrible on the jockeys, especially when the mud's being slung up and you mm-hmm. can't see anything. But mm-hmm. Justify, I, I can't – of of the three main triple crown winners that people know, American Pharaoh, right, Sanders, the ones that are talking about, comes in third because there's ten other ones and I don't know their numbers, but I would say it's uh, Seabiscuit, American Pharaoh, no, that's Secretary, Secretary. I'm sorry, I, God, I screwed I, you up. I screwed yeah, tie through Seabiscuit, <laughs> sorry, got the movie, yeah. but it's okay. Yeah, Secretariat. American fair and just, but still, I, like you, I think you mentioned, great accomplishment. Yeah, especially and, and the Belmont. I didn't throw about. I didn't throw in about Bob Baffert, who has won the last two triple crowns with yeah. his two horses. He's the goat of horse racing <laughs> trainers. Yeah. Um, here's what I had. I, I think it was an incredible feat. You know, especially Rob, you mentioned the Belmont is, I think, what many people are the most impressed to win anyway, and. I was rooting for Justify. I wanted to see the Triple Crown, yeah. and it's the first one since Pharaoh. Now, there was a longer gap between Secretariat and American Pharaoh. Now, we've got another one with uh, Justify. Uh, I think I just mentioned this. They He went ahead and took him to the front early and led, for what I could see, the most pretty much the entire race. They they kept him up there. And I saw, uh, did any of you, if any of you watched it, Gronkowski made a big push there towards the end. I oh, think, did he? Yeah, Gronkowski had a horse, and... Uh, Made a big push to the end, but the I think the biggest thing for me is what do they do now? Is it are they going to retire Justify and see what he, they can do with breeding or what? There's a report I read that he will be. This horse is now worth millions. He is or seventy five million, and he is um. <laughs> he's taking a deserved break, mm-hmm. and he will run again. In so the, he won't in be, the Breeders' Cup. Yes. So he won't because be that's, that's the. That's basically the equivalent of golf's players' championship. It's considered basically a major um, race, <clears> but uh, it's it's not like the tri- the triple crown. And when, obviously, when he goes and gets whenever he does get breeded, it's like two hundred grand a pop. Yeah, Jeez. a pop being <laughs> yeah yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's try to keep it PG here for the 
Semen. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, you know, with him being the age, I, again, it was impressive. I watched, I watched the race, and he, uh, <coughs> I can tell you, it was, it was, it was fun to watch. It was fun to watch. Uh, Elliot, what did you take away from it? Well, I got, I got to watch the first two. I actually didn't get to watch this race, but I've heard it was a close one, similar to. His other ones? It was close. Yeah, one and three quarter. It like, was close. But yeah, I, so, they took him up front right right at the start. So obviously he wins the Triple Crown. Mm-hmm. It's a rare feat. But as far as comparing him to these other horses, I will not do because I'm not an avid horse racing fan. So I'll leave that up to you guys. But as Ty said, he was running in the mud in his races. And that that is can be an effect. Mm-hmm. And as Robbie said, Bob Baffert, the great horse owner, it's just another... Trainer. Trainer. Trainer, I'm sorry. Just another testament to his greatness. Yeah. Uh, I know, I think, uh, it might be uh, like a generational thing, but I think when most people talk about horse racing and the dominance, I think most people consider Secretariat there at the top of the list. Is that safe to say, Rob? Yeah. 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 Secretariat's the best horse ever. Yeah. I mean, I think some, there were some... He just dumps on everybody. Really. There were some races that weren't. He won more so about like fifteen links. This yeah. is unheard of. Yeah, it's crazy. It's uh, like it's like old Dale Earnhardt Jr. when he was running. <laughs> well, Dale we'll move bad. from really just two stories that aren't related in the slightest, but I think it could get some colorful responses here. T.O. Terrell Owens was once again in the headlines this week for controversial reasons. Uh, Owens declined his invitation to the induction ceremony held in Canton for the new NFL Hall of Fame inductees through a typical letter, or uh, through a letter in typical T.O. fashion. Now, just to clarify, T.O. is not declining uh, his invitation into the Hall of Fame itself, so he will be in the Hall of Fame. He just won't be at the induction ceremony where the players go up and accept their gold jacket and they, they reveal their bust and they give a speech. That's what he's not going to be attending. Uh, and I'll pull that, that letter up here in just a second and, and read that. Um, but do you guys defend his decision? Uh, do you respect you know his decision to decline the invite? Or do you have issues with his choice? Um, Rob, I'm going uh, to let you start off. I, for those of you who don't remember on last week's show, Rob had T.O. and his Mount Rushmore of all-time favorite athletes. So, Rob, what? Uh, back up your boy here. Is this? I know you're gonna back him up. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. But you're gonna take I'm his side. You know what? You throw the biggest party on the night of the Hall of Fame induction. Get Trump there because everybody be watching you instead of the Hall of Fame because that's the way it should be. They disrespected him. He should have been in from the get go. You've got somebody who is top five, I think, in like every top three in most every statistical category. In the hall, as a receiver, you can say what you want about the character issues, but you know what? Character doesn't get you in the Hall of Fame, <laughs> all right? Winning games, being a good player gets you in the Hall of Fame. You can be the nicest guy in the world. Tony Ramo, nicest guy. He's not getting in. No. Shouldn't. But I'm trying to think. I think Marvin Harrison got in first try. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? He's just, he's a good receiver, but he's not T.O., He's not spectacular like T.O. He didn't dominate like T.O. He had Peyton Manning. T.O. had McNabb, a little Jeff Garcia, a little Romo. Went up there at the Bills and Bengals. That wasn't successful, but 
He dominated. Ty's got his head down, shaking his head a little bit here. I just, uh, to be disrespected in the way he was, and you've got somebody who did a famous interview in his driveway shirtless doing setups. <laughs> and I don't. I think it fits perfectly with his career. Oh, it definitely, it it definitely fits. fits. It I won't fits. disagree there. And if he, <clears throat> if he gets in the first year when he should have, he would have went. Um, I, I, I have some pretty good comments about this. Ty, I'll let you go next, but before before we get further, I'll, I'll read what T.O. I'd like to know what Randy Moss would. You're talking about Randy Moss who got in first, and he mooned a crowd. That's, right. That is true. Randy Moss would have put on the same kind of show if he didn't get in. No, I, I disagree. I think Randy Moss uh, takes to, it I'll get to the letter in just a second. Uh, okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, 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 no go, go ahead. Go ahead. I, I just don't think – I'll I'll leave the rest of my argument to after that, but I don't think Randy Moss makes as big a deal as Terrell Owens. And I know that's kind of hard to believe because Randy is a drama he paid queen. Straight, he said, pay me. What was it? Straight, straight cash. I asked him how he how he yeah. planned on paying a fine. Straight cash on Yeah, but <laughs> towards the end of his career, he calmed down a little bit. He would have been just fine. But go ahead, Jerry. Read uh, that letter. Yeah, so I'll, I'll get through this. So this is the letter that Terrell Owens uh, sent to the NFL. While I'm incredibly appreciative of this opportunity, I've made the decision to publicly decline my invitation to attend the induction ceremony in Canton. I've already shared this information with the Hall, and after visiting Canton earlier this year, I came to the realization that I wish to celebrate what <coughs> what will be one of the most memorable days of my life elsewhere. <laughs> Amen. At a later date... At a, this is probably my favorite sentence in the whole letter. At a later date, I will announce where and when I will celebrate my induction. I would like to thank the San Francisco 49ers, the Philadelphia Eagles, the Dallas Cowboys, the Buffalo Bills, and the Cincinnati Bengals for the time I was granted with each organization. I'm thankful for the relationships forged and, and lessons learned while part of each team. I wish to congratulate all past, current, and future inductees. It is quite an honor to be part of such an elite company. Something is, is something that I will cherish forever. Let me repeat my favorite sentence at a later date. I will announce where and when I will celebrate my induction. Ty, thoughts? What a, what a joke. <laughs> Honestly. Robbie, you can sit over here and talk about, oh, character doesn't get you. Okay, Robbie's thing. typing on the computer. Yeah, he might be looking up something to add to this conversation. Here's, here's, the, here's the thing, Robbie. <laughs> Character doesn't get you in the Hall of Fame, but it can sure as heck keep you out. Why do you think Pete Rose, the leader in hits, Pete is Rose, out? Pete Rose is Why do you think he's out? Because, because he of character is, issues? No, 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 he's out. He is out because he is banned. He cannot be in. <laughs> because? Was, he would be in first bet. Because bets. He right? would be That's in, a character But he issue. would be in first try if he was not banned. Well, that was also a character issue. Loss. Character issue. But he would be in first try if he was not legally banned from the league. Oh, mm-hmm. my God. I'm just saying. Can you name another Nicky player who out. hasn't? Been allowed in because of character? Is this a joke? <laughs> character, character, that character doesn't win games. Ty Cobb was kept out for years because of character issues. Well, I have a problem with that then too. <laughs> <laughs> like that's, that, I understand. Like if you're a great player, you deserve to be in the hall. I get it. I, but, I, I, but, but guess what? He's in the hall. And I can he's see the, what you're saying if he's a borderline player. If the character just pushes you a little over the edge, wait a year or two. He's, he's number two in receiving <laughs> oh, yards. He'll God. be three after this year. Larry's going to catch him. He's like number one or two. Wait, he's he's two in receiving? Yeah. Fitzgerald's going to catch him? Larry yeah, Larry's going to have a good behind him. Oh, I love Larry. That's disappointing. <laughs> but hey. the, t- the touchdowns, he's like top five, maybe top three. Every stat 
maybe if he catches. He's third in most. Yeah. Behind Jerry and Randy. I just I, the thing about it, Robbie, is it is just a total selfish move. People, hundred percent. The people. This is where Rob's I'm not. De- Rob's not denying what it is. is. He's just, if, if he's, you if you find yourself hating LeBron because of the decision, then I, I better see you hating Terrell Owens. Rob's not denying what it is. He's just defending. His case. Oh, I know. I, I get, love the decision too. He loves the decision. Oh, you love LeBron's decision? Absolutely. He oh. didn't need to tell Cleveland where he was going. <laughs> See, this is not good. Elliot, what, not what, good. Do, what do you think about TO? I want to say, I want to get my thoughts in after yours. I, I might not be as dramatic as Ty, but I'm on his side on this. It's, it's just laughable to me. Terrell Owens continues to put himself at the forefront in the media, being a diva, just. Fits him to a T. You know what makes me mad is the, the part that you read about honored to be in with my brothers or whatever you said. Elite, um, company. elite company. What a joke. You are honored. honored to be part of such If you were honored, company. you'd go in there and you'd make a speech in front of the hall. You'd, but I don't, oh, think there's it's a, a joke. I don't think there's a better way he can cap off his career. Oh, no, no, no. You're right. You're right. This you know, this gets him right back in the media, which he's somehow this year he's been in. He has. Just he, as much as if he, he was, was a player. stuff. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Oh, it, it fits him perfect. That's why I'm kind of half laughing about it because it's Terrell Owens and That's it right. is what he yep. does. <laughs> but going going back to Robbie, I I can't completely disagree with his premise of what he's doing. I don't disagree with what he's doing, but I understand his reasoning. He should have been a first ballot, as Robbie said. He's one of the greatest receivers of all time. Is that why he's doing it though? That is why. Is that why he's doing it? And I saw something that said. You got character issues. I mean, Ray Lewis, first ballot, he's getting in this year. He, he killed a, a guy. He was at a murder scene with a bloody uh, T-shirt. Uh, uh, never proven. <laughs> Let's, he killed we don't want to get accused. Uh, we're not going to get on. accused of slander hey, on here. See, I might have bashed a quarterback. He didn't kill anybody. Brick, Brick you killed a guy. <laughs> we're not going to get accused of slander, just to declare if they're joking. Standing in the heart with a trident. <laughs> but go, going back to my points, it's this is just prime example of Terrell Owens being Terrell Owens, and it's not it's not that I hate him for doing it. It's just he shouldn't go about it this way. Uh, you know what? I don't. Uh, I didn't write any notes about this, so I'm gonna go straight from the heart here. Oh I, boy! I think you guys nailed it. That this is it just fits right in with To. Uh, it. It does still surprise me, though. I, I don't think I've ever heard of someone not going to, to their own Hall of Fame induction. No, nobody's done this. Now, that, that, I, I can't what's wait more entertaining? He said, quote, I will cherish this moment forever. <laughs> yeah. What's going to be more entertaining? When we find out where and where, where and when he's Jeez. celebrating, or would it have been more entertaining to hear that speech? Maybe he'll get what he what he yeah, he's, that speech. That, you know, if you felt that disrespected, go and say something about how you felt disrespected. Instead, well, that been awkward. Instead, <laughs> he's he, not. He's no. Not that he's he cares. And he's smart. He, and he's smart here, though, because I've always heard Terrell is hurting for money a little bit. That yeah, he, he, you know, he, he got and a this, couple people pregnant. And got a couple that that so. might be on television, but and they will have. To oh, pay it could him. be on television. They yep, will have to pay him to broadcast. To broadcast. And here's the thing: what did. You know, besides playing football, what was T.O.'s second love? What does he love doing talking. the most? Getting in the headlines, talking. And what's the, what has this done? We're talking about it. Yeah. He's in the headlines. It's his last big chance. <laughs> it's it's T.O. being T.O. Now, I, what, I would never, ever turn down an opportunity like this. 
But <laughs> you got some stones to do it. I don't. I don't even. I think. I mean, it's. I guess it's his choice. You know, if you want to do your own thing, <laughs> it looks pouty to me. Do you? Okay, here's another question: Is his? Is this mentioned by any of the other players, or do they just leave him out of it? This oh, is I'm a sure, stack sure Hall some. of Fame class. I think Does Tio get a mention there? I think some some don't like it, and I think some will like it. You think some of the players You're talking about them up? Some of the player. people in the hall. Yeah, yeah. I think some won't like it. I will. I will clarify that. It, I thought it was a joke that Tio did not get in in the first round. I think his numbers. Now he did. He did not win a Super Bowl, correct? No, no Super Bowls for him. And he played more with a broken leg. But his talent, it was undeniable. He did have some locker room issues, but he's not the only guy in the league to have locker room issues. Now, he's just – I think because of who he played for and because of his talent, it was definitely escalated. But I, this this is just fits right along with his, I think it really diluted, career. diluted, you know, if if this is probably what the Hall people were thinking, or maybe they're thinking those years with the Bills and the Bengals kind of diluted his stats a little bit. And they felt like it was kind of those those because those last few years with them were kind of a joke. Yeah, yeah. But he, he could have. Try, I'm, saying, I'm not saying. I'm not saying that like that. that I don't know because even in those years he wouldn't have put up huge stats. There is one. I don't even count those years. I mean, look, Joe yeah. Montana. He played for the Chiefs after the. Oh, I thought you said Joe Montana. <laughs> at the 49, <laughs> Jordan with the Wizards and. There is you one know, question, but I don't think it's Shaq. You never heard his name the last couple of years. He was in. The I don't league, think it's so. comparable or starts a trend like the. But does it start a trend of players that do feel disrespected to do this? Like, I know that in the draft, players so. don't feel disrespected in the draft, but it's getting more and more popular to be home. I think it that is true. Have- you know what? I thought about mentioning that the the t- the picks that they know some of the picks that even if they know they're going to get caught yeah, up you're staying home with something. but they're staying home with their family yeah yeah I think To is going to have a bit of a different kind of situation To didn't care about his family I don't think it's going to be a family warrior he's probably going to have some strippers and <laughs> plenty of yeah. drinks some gambling Maybe going Jerry on will be there. Jerry could very well be there <laughs> no wait a minute is there not there isn't another cowboy getting in this year right no but I'm saying Jerry at To's party. I'm saying if there was a Cowboy getting in yeah, this year, no, he'd have no been cow- there. No but there's no Cowboy, so Jerry, Jerry could find himself at T.O.'s party. <laughs> he does. Would, would we be he surprised did. to see Robbie make the trip to T.O.'s party? No. <laughs> I think he awesome. might have to be invited. But <clears throat> <clears throat> I'm pretty Paul sure he's in crashes. And I, also, I've heard this. I'm not trying to get political or anything. But I've read one thing that said, could this be T.O.'s way of backing up the players that have protested? And huh. now they're being forced to stand for the anthem. But I'm, I don't him not coming to the Hall of Fame? I don't it's, think that has anything to do with the Hall either. of Fame. I didn't either, but I just wanted to mention it because I saw that. Yeah, I don't uh, know. I don't think so. Yeah, that's interesting. I don't really feel like that has much of a connection. So yeah. But we all are – we're not all in agreement that we're backing him up, but we are in agreement that this falls right in line with T.O. Um when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about, I think uh, Elliot and Ty had mentioned, talking about a, a little bit of a preview to some golf. And we're also going to mention some shout-outs to some local sports teams. Uh, so stay tuned, and we'll be right back. Welcome back to 95 Sports. Time to start our seventh-inning stretch, and I think – Guys, I think we're all in agreement here that there is no better way uh, to use this segment 
than to give a kind of a local shout out. Uh, so all four of us graduated from Page County High School. Rob, Elliot, and I graduated um, in the class of 2012. Ty, should I get this right? 2013, right? You were right after me, or right after us three. Um, so for um, I guess everyone who listens to this show probably already knows that uh, Page yesterday was able to win the state championships in both of their sport. So I've got Page by five. That's right, page of five. <laughs> so I've got a little shout-out that I want to give, and then I'm sure that these guys have something to say. So uh, just a huge shout-out to the baseball and softball teams of Page County High School as they both took home the state trophies after winning their championship games in Radford on Saturday. Two great seasons kept off the right way by talented players and experienced coaching staff. I think I speak for all Page alumni in saying congratulations on making our community proud, and I'll let the panel talk about the success of the boys and girls. So... Elliot, I'll give you a chance to talk about it a little bit here. Yeah, I was actually fortunate <clears throat> enough to attend this, and the atmosphere down there was incredible. With two teams playing at the same time, you had a bit of a split crowd, but it was just awesome, the support they received from everyone, and that that makes a statement on our community. We have a really tight-knit community, and it's just awesome to see that we go above and beyond for our kids like that. I know Ty and I were actually fortunate enough to win as well, but this – this was special to have two teams playing at the same time and bring them both back home. It was, it was really cool to see. They had, they actually did a, they did a picture on the field with both teams together, and that's I think that's a picture you'll see for, for years to come. That's a picture that'll go down in history, and really I think what was most impressive. Not only did they win on the same day, but both teams really dominated the regular season, their district tournament, the regional tournament, and the state tournament. Yeah, they, they had phenomenal, what phenomenal seasons. Um, and on the way, not only the support they received at the games, but on the way back, I mean, just from going out to eat, the fans stuck with them, and then the parade on the way home to the school, that was that was incredible. Mm. Ty, thoughts? I was lucky enough to get to coach the baseball team for a, a good amount of the season. Oh, that's um, right. Yeah. Big shout-out to, uh, you know, obviously both – Coach Knight for softball and your granddad, Absolutely. Coach Comer, for the for baseball. Absolutely. Coach Knight just continues to show you why he's one of the greatest coaches in Virginia high school sports history within softball and volleyball. Um, yeah. You know, he's won state champion, like multiple state championships in both sports. In both sports. So, um, you know, Coach Knight knows exactly what he's doing. Um, obviously, shout out to my granddad for, for winning a state championship. Uh, actually, on the 50th year anniversary of the time that he won with the Tigers in the World Series mm-hmm. in 1968, um, but uh, was lucky enough to to coach uh, the baseball team for a little bit. I hated not being able to be there with them and coach them. Um, you know, I had I had some work things pop up. Uh, I was doing uh, the coaching on a uh, volunteer basis, so uh, when it Came time to make a little bit of money. I had yeah. to, I had to set it, uh, coaching aside and I had to make a little money. So I hate I missed it. Um, so proud of the guys. They worked hard all year. I was kind of the uh, the uh, conditioning coach, and they never griped about it. They uh, they'd make a couple jokes, but they'd always work their butts off. And uh, you know, and the, for the girls, it was the same way. Um, that picture to me is really cool because we had a situation this year where. We didn't ride the bus to an away game with the girls one time, and we rode instead with the boys' soccer team. And you know, we always griped, "Oh, we got to ride with the girls. We got to ride with the girls." 
Well, we rode with the boys' soccer team, and we were begging to have the girls' softball team back with us because they were much. It was just a much easier trip. Uh, we were more comfortable with each other, and I've honestly felt like we grew as a family. Mm-hmm. Um, the softball girls were dominant <clears throat> all year long, and uh, uh, shout out to them as well. So, uh, very happy for both teams, and I'm so excited to see uh, yet another number put up there on that billboard behind the baseball field That's and right. uh, also on the softball field. And uh, Rob, I, I don't think you you weren't at the game either, right? No, it was my dad's birthday. I wanted to go, but yeah, I was, congrats to I only know Jake on the baseball team. Hey, Jake Day, yeah, <clears throat> big buddy of Austin, Alger, and uh, on the softball team, I only know Moochie. Uh, it's our one of our best friends' sister, so we know her. We've known her since she was, could walk. Um, so congratulations to both teams, old Wayne and Alan. <laughs> Alan's winning another one yep. that he's got more, and it's Wayne's. I think it's his first <coughs> state title after winning a World Series. So mm-hmm. that's my take on that. Yeah, I mean, it pretty. It really, it's just awesome to have that uh, the dual championships in a small, small county like this because it does bring them together. And I think that picture is you'll see that a lot of places for. A long time to come. Um, before we close the show, uh, I think I know Robbie knows a little bit that, about this as well. But Ty and Elliot had mentioned to me during one of our breaks about doing a little preview uh, for an upcoming golf tournament. So we'll we'll give them a little bit of time to to talk about some golf, uh, and then we'll close this thing out. So guys, go ahead and take it away. Second major <clears throat> of the year is coming up this weekend. U.S. Open. Uh, I guess technically Patrick Reed going to go ahead and try to. Continue his march towards the uh, Grand Slam um, after winning the first one, the Masters. Uh, so we've we've been long awaiting it. Uh, it's been since uh, what I guess April. Yeah. Um, so uh, we're finally getting there. It's at Shinnecock Hills in uh, New York, New York the Hamptons. and uh, the Hamptons. So it's it's a beautiful course. Um, and uh, so Elliot, I'll go ahead and let you jump in on your on your thoughts. In the Hamptons, where I might add, we had a ultimate big baller move. Tiger Woods bringing in his 155-foot, $20 million yacht and docking it at the course. That's great. Why do I feel like Rob is going to light up like a Christmas tree because of this? I love it. I say you pull it right up to the number one green. (laughs) I feel like you would do the same thing. I hope to have a boat like that one day. No, but in all seriousness, we've got a traditional U.S. Open course this time, unlike some of the recent ones with Chambers Bay and the uh, more wide-open fairways and kind of gimmicky holes. But this is a championship course. It's held multiple U.S. Opens, and narrow fairways, firm and fast greens, it's going to be a really tough test. So you're going to have to be on good current form. You're going to have to be a really great ball striker. So it's a par 70 course, so the emphasis is going to be on the par 4s in this course. More so than the par fives, with but it's still only being, long. Only being two, but it's also long yeah. and narrow, which is why I say you're going to really have to be on your game. And this is actually one of my favorite tournaments to watch, other than the Masters, because you get to see these guys who, I mean, the PGA Tour slogan is these guys are good, and they are. And that this tournament is the best to see that because you see them struggle a little bit, but you see just how good they are. Right. And so going back to the good current form and ball striking, my favorites this week would be Dustin Johnson and Justin Rose. Uh, me and Ty have a little, and Robbie as well, have a little pool play going on, and I believe those two will be 
in my pool this Talk week. about Dustin. He hold out today to win. He did hold out to win. So nothing FedEx, like current uh, form. St. John. <coughs> Holds out on 18 to win the tournament. Uh, another pick I would like would be Henrik Stenson. Just incredible ball striker. <laughs> no one like him on tour. Tommy Fleetwood, I think, is a nice dark horse, as well as Paul Casey and Brandon Grace. And let's not forget... I see that in all caps down there. Eldrick Tiger Woods. <laughs> I think he's got a shot this week, not because of the yacht, but because of the way he's been playing. He's close, but he's got to start putting a little bit better for me. I, I'm going to... You know, we we what we do in this pool that, that me and Elliot have talked about is we will pick four players... For each major and the players. So we've picked eight players total so far. And once you pick those players, you cannot pick them again. So uh, this week, I'm, I'm probably going to hold Tiger off because we've still got we've got uh, this week in the U.S. We've got uh, the British, and then we've got the PGA Championship uh, towards the uh, towards fall, I'll say. Um, and I think I'm going to hold Tiger off. Uh, I think PGA Championship is going to be a cool use for for Tiger. Um, for me, if he stays healthy. Uh, so, uh, you know, it scares me, though, because you never know when Tiger yeah. can just flare up. But um, That's why I used him first. Right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so the, the big thing for me is I'm looking forward to getting back to a major where it's not, well, the leader is at 20 under. Yes. You know, I, 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 I think, and we can talk about this some other time, but I think the Masters are going to do some dastardly things to that course to get those scores down because I don't think they enjoyed seeing Patrick Reed win it at, what was it, like 21 or 20 under or something Yeah, crazy. the Masters is supposed to be so close. incredibly tough. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, um, looking forward to getting back to a place that is going to, you know, make, like golf. you said, it's, yeah, it's Top golf. Pop, pop, golf. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's going to make them feel more human yeah. to us. Um, so, really looking forward to that. Uh, my picks for this week probably are going to be uh, DJ. Uh, I was thinking about uh, Spieth. Uh, I don't think you can ever count out Spieth. It no. doesn't. It really doesn't matter what kind of form he's in going into the tournament. Doesn't matter what kind of course either. <clears throat> yeah, it, it, he's going to adapt. Um, some interesting thoughts too. Maybe Zach Johnson. Uh, he's not very long, uh, but in a place where you really need to have your game under control, mm-hmm. uh, I feel he's a very controlled type player. Uh, going to another controlled type player, Matt Kuchar. Uh, everything's kind of just simple and easy. Uh, so I like Cooch this week as well. Um, really looking forward to getting some golf on, on TV. No, I'm actually kind of surprised neither of you picked my favorite golfer. Uh, Phil? I, uh, I like yeah, Phil. That'd be me. I, I'd probably go Happy, <laughs> Mr. Happy Gilmore. Mr. Happy Gilmore. Happy, Happy Gilmore can really drive the ball, sometimes struggles with his putting. Um, also, attitude can tend to be a bit of a hindrance there, but a big Happy Gilmore fan. Yeah. Rob, any thoughts on yours or who, who you plan to take? And uh, are you in on this pool yep, as well? Yep, I'm in on it. Um, I'm not sure who I'm going to take because I can't quite remember who I've used. <laughs> I know I've used Tiger, Phil. Um, if Phil wins this Steve. week, by the way, that would complete the career. Fowler. Yes, yeah. that's yeah, the missing one. I used Stenson last week. Elliot said he's top this week. so I'll, I'll, I'll go back and look at my picks and – I'll have to reduce rearranging. I think Ricky's not going to play as well this week because he yeah, just got engaged. Yeah. You know, I, I just don't think his mind is going to be where it needs to be. I think it'll be one way or the other. He'll play great or he'll play yeah. bad. Yeah, yeah. I can but, see that. But uh, you brought up Phil. That, I could see him doing it this week. It's yeah. an old-timers course. Phil? It brings the old guy he's back into guy. play. No, likes he's he's got to get one, right? It's Phil Mickelson. Yeah. It's got to happen. Well, Phil's long, too, so he wouldn't struggle with the length of this course. Yeah. True. That's true. And it's going to be the problem with Phil is can he keep it on the mat? That, see, that's the whole thing about it. In this, in this, 
pool that we're doing, you get money for everybody that makes the cut, basically. And Phil can either just win you a whole bunch of money, or he can just screw you right over. <laughs> yeah, he, he shot me. He can throw up a 13 <laughs> over in the first two days and, well, you know, miss the cut, so... Yeah, he got me. It's, it's scary to use Phil. And so. when is, is this tournament? This week. It starts, this weekend? Thursday. starts Thursday. Right, Thursday through Sunday, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. All right, so that that's probably the way we're at right now with the sporting world. That's probably going to lead our show off Yeah. next week. Yeah, because it's uh, it, it slows down now after all these sports have finished up their finals. Yep, and, and chances are LeBron's going to find his way in here, whether he's chosen a team or not. But other than that, we're done with the finals. We're done with the Stanley Cup playoff. I'm looking forward to baseball. A lot of baseball. reemergence next week. Baseball make a reemergence. Definitely some golf. Um, however, for this week, uh, that's a wrap for our 9 to 5 Sports Podcast. Um we hope you enjoyed the show, and remember to subscribe to us on iTunes and check us out on the Anchor Podcast app. Now, I just got an email myself today about a new uh, way to listen to our podcast, and I'll post more information about that on Facebook. Uh, remember to talk to us on Twitter and Facebook with questions, so should, uh, show some suggestions, some topics you'd like to hear us blab about, and more. Thanks again to all of our listeners for your continued support, and from the 9 to 5 panel, we'll see you next week. God bless my friends.